Welcome to the Word of Christ, sermons from Pastor Sean Denzer, pastor of Trinity Lutheran Church in Great Bend, North Dakota, and Peace Lutheran Church in Barney, North Dakota. The epistle is from Peter's second letter to the church, the first chapter. For, beloved, we did not follow cleverly devised myths when we made known to you the power and coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, but we were eyewitnesses of His majesty. For when He received honor and glory from God the Father, and the voice was borne to Him by the majestic glory, This is my beloved Son with whom I am well pleased. We ourselves heard this very voice born from heaven, for we were with Him on the holy mountain. And we have something more sure, the prophetic word to which you will do well to pay attention as to a lamp shining in a dark place until the day dawns and the morning star rises in your hearts. Knowing this, first of all, that no prophecy of Scripture comes from someone's own interpretation, for no prophecy was ever produced by the will of man. But men spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. This is the word of the Lord. The continuation of the Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew. After six days, Jesus took with Him Peter and James and John His brother and led them up a high mountain by themselves, and He was transfigured before them, and His face shone like the sun, and His clothes became white as light. And behold, there appeared to them Moses and Elijah talking with Him. Peter said to Jesus, Lord, it is good that we are here. If you wish, I will make three tents here, one for you and one for Moses and one for Elijah. He was still speaking when, behold, a bright cloud overshadowed them. And a voice from the cloud said, This is my beloved Son, with whom I am well pleased. Listen to him. When the disciples heard this, they fell on their faces and were terrified. But Jesus came and touched them, saying, Rise and have no fear. And when they lifted up their eyes, they saw no one but Jesus only. And as they were coming down the mountain, Jesus commanded them, Tell no one the vision until the Son of Man is raised from the dead. This is the Gospel of the Lord. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Today, on the last Sunday of Epiphany, we hear about the greatest epiphany of all, Jesus' transfiguration. To be transfigured means to be changed in appearance. While the Lord walked on this earth, there was nothing remarkable or extraordinary about His appearance that would have tipped you off to the fact that He is God. He did not always or fully use His divine powers as a man. But today, today He lets the fullness of His divine nature shine forth as a man even before His resurrection. This is the glory of the I Am shining forth through the flesh of Jesus just as it shone forth from the bush for Moses. 
And as it was for Moses, the Lord's glory is more than enough to send anyone to his or her knees. The Lord's glory is the sort of weighty glory that causes people to babble like cartoon characters when they see a ghost and they start chattering and jibber-jabbering. Mark and Luke's Gospel explicitly say that Peter was talking and that Peter did not know what he was saying. But when God the Father rolled in on the glory cloud out of Exodus, His voice cuts off Peter's babbling with a word that he never would forget. This is my beloved Son with whom I am well pleased. Listen to Him. And we know that Peter did not forget these words because we heard them written by Peter's own letter. In his second letter to the church, today's epistle, he says, we were there, eyewitnesses of His glory. We were ear witnesses to the voice. And Peter even repeats what he heard from the Lord. This is my beloved Son with whom I am well pleased. But wait, hasn't Peter in his epistle forgotten something? Didn't the Father add this important instruction to the end? Listen to Him. Listen to Jesus. Ah, but Peter hasn't forgotten anything at all. Because Peter tells us to listen to Jesus too. He does it by pointing you and I to the Holy Scriptures. Peter says that we have something more sure the prophetic word to which you do well to pay attention as to a lamp shining in a dark place. Peter tells us where we can hear God's beloved Son speaking in the prophetic and the apostolic word. God wishes to deal with us in no other way than through the external word of God. And so whenever we are tempted to listen to or to long for something more spectacular, maybe something like what Peter had, an experience with God, a good feeling, or a fortunate turn of events just to prove to us that God really is real, that He does love us, that His Word is true. We need to remember what St. Peter writes, remembering today's event, the transfiguration. Remember this word from the Apostle, the one who had all of these things and more, and yet who says, you've got it wrong, it's the other way around. Peter says when we have God's Word, when we have the Holy Scriptures, we have something more sure, more certain, more solid. The Scriptures are no word of men written according to someone's own interpretation. But men spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. And what does the Holy Spirit speak by the writings of the apostles? Well, Jesus Himself told this before it came to pass in John 15 and 16, where Jesus says, The Spirit of truth will bear witness about Me. He will not speak on His own authority, but He will glorify Me, Christ, for He will take what is Christ's, and declare it to you. Listen to the Word to which you do well to pay attention 
Peter kind of sounds like a father here, doesn't he? Talking to his children. Pay attention. Well, of course. Because Peter is a father. He is talking to his children. He is a pastor talking to the flock that God has entrusted to him. So he says, pay attention. He says it to his hearers and he says it to us. And he does it not out of anger, but out of love and concern as all true fathers and pastors do. Listen to Jesus. Pay attention to His prophetic and apostolic word. And so the Father told Peter the very same thing while He was speaking. Peter was rebuked. He was interrupted by a divine, no more talking, Peter. Listen up. We need to know then that God's word will often cut us off too. We're Christians. We're lambs in Christ's flock. No doubt it hurts and it leaves a bruise whenever a shepherd takes that crook and uses it to yank a sheep by the neck. But you know that the shepherd uses that crook when times are desperate, when the situation is dangerous, when the sheep are prancing on the edge of the cliff as if they could not fall, as if everything was just fine Well, when that's the case, the only loving thing to do is to take that crook and to use it to rescue that sheep. And that is what God does with His Word. That is what our Good Shepherd does with His staff and His rod, the Word of God. God's Word bruises, but it only bruises our egos. It will rebuke our sins. It will accuse us of our guilt. It may even make us feel bad. But whenever we object to that, we become just like St. Peter. We don't even know what we are saying anymore. We don't even know what we are doing. And yet we start to talk and do a mile a minute. When we don't listen to Jesus and His Word, we show that we don't believe the rest of what the Father said. We don't believe God's beloved Son. Or, as John wrote, When we say we have no sin, we make Him a liar. It's no more loving to deny the Scripture. It is never more loving to deny the Scriptures in order not to have to risk bruising an ego. Our fear, dear Christians, must be of God, not of men. And Peter learned this. He didn't want to leave the mountain because he knew what was coming if they were to descend it. Suffering, the cross, which would surely end up being Peter's fate too if he followed Jesus. Now whether it's our own ignorance or our error or our friends or family and neighbors, staying silent, that is always the easier thing. But it is never the loving thing. Love shines into our hearts from God's Word. The truest and best love is to pay attention to the Scriptures that shine God's light into every sort of darkness. And it alone is what the darkness cannot overcome. The disciples are rightly terrified on the mountain when the Lord's voice cuts them off and rebukes St. Peter. But we need to hear beyond this only. Because the words of Jesus are more than only command and accusation. Indeed, He has not come finally to condemn 
anyone in the world, but He has come that through Him the world would be saved. That's why it must be that we listen to Him, and that listening to Him doesn't mean only or even mostly obey Him. Listen means everything. It means hear, keep, treasure, rely on, get your life from God's Word. And of course, our Lord Jesus is the one whose Word is even able to open deaf ears to hear and who can raise the dead by speaking to them. That's what He does to everyone who hears His Word. Everyone who believes in Him has been raised from the death and the deafness of sin. God directs Peter and us away from our fears, away from our ideas about how to worship God or what we think would be good. And instead, He says, listen to my beloved Son, Jesus. For what does His beloved Son say? He says, rise and have no fear anymore. And when the disciples lifted up their eyes, they saw no one but Jesus only. Jesus only. That is everything. The Father is pleased with Jesus' keeping of His Word. The Father is pleased with His Son's sacrifice in your place, bearing all of the consequences and wrath that your sin and unbelief have deserved, but instead on Him. The Lord who covers Peter's cowardice up, He also covers yours up. He lovingly points you back to the Word that you and I have so often despised, and He shows us again Jesus, who comes out of His grave, showing His wounds and speaking peace, absolution by His blood. This is God's beloved Son, whom He did not spare, but freely gave up for us all. And thus, as He is well pleased with Jesus, so He is well pleased with you who are in Jesus. What is spoken about Jesus is now spoken about you at His baptism and at yours. You are the beloved Son, the heir in whom God delights and takes pleasure. This is where St. Peter would have us fix our gaze always. What he would have us pay attention to as the very light that enlightens our darkness now and until the day dawns. That by listening to the Scriptures, by listening to the preaching of the Word and every Word of God, we would listen to Jesus and see Him only as our righteousness, as our way, our truth, and our life. His Word exposes and puts our egos to death so that He can raise us to new life in Him alone to be just what we have prayed for, co-heirs with the King in His glory. Rise and have no fear, dear saints. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Thank you for listening to The Word of Christ. You can find more sermons at verbachristi.blogspot.com 
And if you have need to contact Pastor Denzer, you can email him at pastor at denzer.org. That's P-A-S-T-O-R at D-A-E-N-Z-E-R dot O-R-G. Let the word of Christ dwell richly in you. Amen. Amen.